There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, we we do uh, talk about pop culture and Hollywood gossip and that is what our brand is and that's what we show up to do each and every day and that's what we want to deliver you um, on the station but um, there is real turmoil happening in our literal backyards um, the three of us all live in the city of Minneapolis have have loved the city uh, for varying amounts of time Um and it is impossible to ignore what is going on right now in this city. And so um, I do know that we'll be talking later at 1230 to Chris Eggert, who's covering uh, the, the the riots that occurred on Lake Street. I will say, I know that there are varying, I mean, there are literally many nuances and many things happening all at once. And people have a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions and a lot of feelings about it. And it is uh, a a time of tension. And I want to name that and acknowledge that. Um, Yeah, I don't know, you know, if you want to add anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let's talk about this for the next three hours. No, we're not going to do that. We certainly could, Mm -hmm. though. And uh, it it would there there would be no problem in that as far as I'm concerned. However, that's not why you tune in. And that's not what we're going to do. But we are, um, as Colleen said, going to acknowledge it. It would be ridiculous. The three of us. This is our um, community. Um, Colleen and I live in South Minneapolis. Holly, you live in a part of Minneapolis that's uh, equally, or I shouldn't say equally, but was also affected last night. And we're all just, we're all just experiencing this as so many people are. We've been very fortunate to have um, not had to experience it firsthand. Um, You know, I, I do think it's interesting and I think maybe we have some opportunity right now and stop me if you, feel otherwise but i probably won't (laughs) we are having a direct experience and i when we came and talked to you guys yesterday there was hesitation to talk about our experience in this moment because we're really not having the the experience that's important to bring up does that make sense so we don't want to be the center of the story no Mm -hmm. although we realize you are listening to the colleen and bradley show with holly and um, it would be weird if we didn't provide you just like we would if there was another tragedy uh, or if there was another trauma happening um, in our community, if we didn't acknowledge it and mm-hmm. talk about it. And I will say that, you know, 
Um, I also hesitate because it's like, look, look at me in this story right now. Like when somebody dies, they go, oh, I knew that person. Right. And then they tell you the story and you're like, well, okay, that's fascinating. But really? But that's also a human thing to do. So what I'm saying is when I was walking my dog this morning, you know, um, which again is a privilege that I have um, because there's a person who doesn't have the ability to do that this morning, mm -hmm. which is why we find ourselves where we are. Um, but I heard nothing but sirens and helicopters overhead, which is just a surreal experience. Um, you know, George Floyd was murdered six blocks from where I live. Mm -hmm. Um, and you live a little further South Colleen. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't, obviously I didn't know George Floyd. I don't, um, I used to go to cut foods a lot because I used to work literally three doors down from there. So I, I know that business. I drive by that business all the time. Um, but I have a vastly different experience living even six blocks from that, where that took place because of who I am mm -hmm. and because of the privilege I have. I have a totally different experience and I'm totally aware of that. But I will say that in this moment, I, you know, my heart breaks for the people um, obviously, George Floyd, who, who lost his life and his family, my heart breaks for every single other person who was harmed last night, who was attacked. Um, another person lost their life uh, last night. And it, you know, I just hope and pray and I hope that we will all do the work necessary to minimize the loss of life and pain and violence that are happening around us right now. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, you know, to that's that, what I have to say about that. If I may just add to that, I think uh, one one really important, uh, what I'm hoping, uh, right, because in the middle of trauma, I believe that there's still hope. Um, what I'm hoping is that people will recognize that we do have, we do have a part and that we, um, I'm saying everybody has a role and that role can't only be present and accounted for when somebody has lost their life mm -hmm. and when trauma is occurring, uh, we are, it is incumbent upon us to carry that forward at a time, even when times are not tumultuous as they are now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, yeah. A lot like of people, I'm, I don't mean to no, be speaking in code. What I think you're saying, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I will. is trust, I will. that if you showed up to this moment and you're angry and you got a lot of opinions, thank you. Mm -hmm. stick around yeah because uh, myself included you know um, to your point we all have work to do mm -hmm. and this is a moment when we can all get to work and that's why um, I do want to just let you know that I'm very interested in the idea of doing um, I think there'll be a better I am not a talker in the moment of things like I need time so like who cares what my opinions are right now there I have a hundred every five minutes right mm -hmm. The more important thing, I think, is to the thing that makes me feel productive um, is to find out what it is that I can do in this moment that can be of use. And so we're going to work our hardest behind the scenes to find as many resources as we can to share with you guys. We did this yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, I think on our did we do a, a on show our link show page? Yep. yep. Holly, Holly uh, put yeah. up a bunch of resources that really are specifically um specifically geared toward people who are experiencing the world in a white body 
uh, as a way to educate, as a way to um, start conversations. Mm-hmm. So that's those are the resources that were made available yesterday. I found um, a couple, and I put out some feelers to get some more. So keep keep your eyes peeled to that show links uh, or that show page uh, for the links because there are some GoFundMe set up if uh, you want to help the family of uh, George Floyd. And it, you know they're the ones that have been verified, so you you know that um, your contributions are are safe and secure. Um, and then you can make your decision on what you want to donate to. But also some local businesses, some small businesses, um, people who have been in our community for years who were directly affected um, in the last twenty four to forty eight hours. People, individuals, community groups. There's a lot of people who need help right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there are a lot of calls on Facebook and other pieces of social media asking for resources and help. Um, because the next, I, I imagine that last night was not the end of something. It was very much the beginning, and it's a dangerous and scary time. Um, and we, uh, even even though this is our neighborhood, we are still very fortunate and privileged in where we stand so that we have, I think, an opportunity to, to at least do the minimal with what we have, which is share with you what we know. Yeah. Um. And, you know, we know that, as Bradley said, this is not the end of this. Uh, And so do expect that you may hear us having to start the show again the next few days in a similar fashion. Um, We will get back to the Hollywood gossip. We're going to get there. We're going to talk a little bit later in this hour to Chris Eggert, who is covering um, for Five Eyewitness News the riots that have occurred overnight uh, on Lake street. And, um, but we need to make the weird pivot right now. Let's do it. So here it is. Oh, also, can I really, before you make the weird pivot, okay, wait, I do let me pivot back, please pivot back. Oh. Holly, I do want to yeah. give you the chance. Cause you haven't, Oh yeah. I mean, not that you have to say anything for certain, but um, I just feel like, again, this was happening and you know, your own backyard if you wanted to share something or well, I think both of you eloquently said uh, what needed to be said. And I, I really can't add anything more to that at this particular moment, other than the fact, you know, I suppose to Colleen's point that this is an ongoing process, mm-hmm. right? You know, this is um, we're citizens of a community. Yeah. And it's important to reflect on that and then, Act accordingly, yeah. not mm-hmm. just in this moment of crisis, yeah. but it's an everyday active relationship that you have with all those around you. Okay, wait, I have one more thing now. I just, my my challenge to everybody is to take three steps back from your initial gut reaction, because like I said, this is an extremely nuanced, there is no, you know, the, there there's a lot happening right now for a lot of reasons. And I, I encourage people to take three steps back before, you know, really digging your heels in and, and just sort of assessing the multitude of things that are going on and um, maybe not always trust your first instinct on it. Well, I always and think, examine it. I always think too, like if you have opinions, strong opinions about something, Ask yourself why you have those strong opinions, because mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. you'll be interested in the answers that come when you ask that question, because mm-hmm. it might very well be something that, um, you know, 
you will learn about yourself that can mm -hmm. help you change the way you think about things. And if it doesn't, okay. But if you have strong feelings about something, there's probably something there there. So maybe inspect that a little bit, investigate it. And in the meantime, um, if you do find yourself, um, and this is not happening in your own backyard, um, having really strong opinions about it, find, take that energy, funnel it to something that will actually um, move the needle make, of justice, make, make things better for individual people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now's the pivot. We are going to be talking to Dina Lohan at yes. 2 o'clock today, and we do need your help. What, what should we ask her? We've got our own questions. We have some listener submissions. We would love to hear what you're curious to know from Lindsay Lohan. We've been told she'll tell us anything. Yeah. We'll talk um, about anything. Exactly. So we'll take your emails. We'll take tweets. We'll take whatever. Carrier pigeon. However you need to get the message to us. If you've got a question you want us to ask of Lin uh, Dina Lohan or Lindsay, we'll ask through her. Um, that's at 2 o'clock today. And now when we come back, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here, and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, Hi guys. It's nice to be with you. Well, and also with uh, you, and, and I do just want to give you. you an opportunity. I don't know if you feel like you have anything that you want to, you know, it's a, say, it's, a it's a very okay sad if you don't. time. Yeah. yeah. I just feel very sad as a Minneapolis resident as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. and um it just is very sad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm feeling it. That's kind of okay. my space. <laughs> so let's just take that moment. <laughs> I know. And then turn the corner. We'll talk about transition other people's problems. Hollywood gossip. <laughs> let's talk about other people's problems, shall we? Um, that's the way to help avoid dealing with your own. Is right. To talk about other Indeed. people. Yes, I've been what doing other, it for years. Yeah, what other people talk, have. Talk to my therapist. Going on. No kidding. Um, okay. So Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are very distressed about the drones that are flying over their home in L.A. Oh, Guys, they shouldn't have moved to L.A. I mean, what were they thinking? It's are almost right? like they wanted more attention. Wait, what? I know. Oh. I would say they should have moved to Minneapolis, but now I don't think I would say that either. So, um... Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have been complaining to police about drones flying over their home, fearing it could be a terror threat. Now, I think this is legit because they've had at least five drones this month alone flying as low as 20 feet, including when they've been at the pool with their young son, Archie. You know, they're staying in Tyler Perry's $18 million right. mansion, so Must it's be rough. not like they're living a tough life. But I don't really think it matters how nice of a spot you're hanging out in. If a drone is coming 20 feet from your child... That's true. You're concerned. Well, that's very true. And part of the reason you live in a home like that, in an area like that, when you are a celebrity like that, is for the privacy. And drones have made that not a thing anymore. I know. I know. You know I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Listen, I'm always on board with drones if, if we're talking about them, you know, delivering things to I'm not doorstep. even okay with that. I'm okay with like wedding photography. Yeah. 
And then right. that's pretty much it. I like I don't even want them flying in and delivering stuff. Not even coffee? Not even coffee. Okay. I know. I really that's why want I live. coffee drones. I feel Close. like we differ on that, but that's the only place <laughs> because I do not think this is okay. It's not okay. Mm-mm. I know. So I think they have a legitimate complaint. Yeah. I also still will just reiterate that I don't think that moving to LA was the best idea if you want to have privacy. I mean, you didn't need a crystal ball to have that thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we all sort of were like, are you sure? They could have but, stayed in Oh Canada. Plenty of people love Canada. Uh, oh, Canada. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. That was delightful. <laughs> thought you would like the tone there. That's nice. Um, Kristen Cavallari's friends saw a shady side to Jay Cutler ahead oh, of their split. This is from Us Weekly. So guess who's feeding them information? That would be Kristen Cavallari. Yeah, that no, would be we it. know how this goes. That their relationship always had its ups and downs. And Kristen and those close to her thought that Jay had a shady side to him. Oh. The issues in their relationship had been brewing for a while. Well, yeah, there were issues before they even got married because he broke off the engagement. And then they got back together. That tells the story. Well, and like, and he like Jay Cutler always looks like he can pay attention to what's happening around him 15 percent of the time. Okay, I'm going to say something. This might be an unpopular opinion, but this is what dating is for and what engagement is for. You know, to figure all that out. To see these things and like she has said and other others have said that he has been like this since the beginning. Yeah. Now, this is not a new behavior. This is that that problem that people have. You know, I could be accused of it as well, where you think that you can change something about a person when you get into a relationship. She might have also just developed into her own person more. You know, I think there is something to a little bit about motherhood that makes you like just understand who you are and um, and what you'll tolerate Mm -hmm. is different when Mm -hmm. you have kids versus when you don't have kids. Yeah, that's true. That is true. There's a little bit to that. And then maturity also does that, too, as Mm -hmm. you get a little bit older. And then she developed her own, you know, she was kind of famous in her own right, but it was for being like a sidekick on a reality show. And then she started her own thing. And um, then the new reality show had her name on it and all of that. And he apparently minimizes her and yells at her and criticizes her all the time. Not good. And again, he looks so like he can't pay attention to what's going on. I just don't understand the Jay Cutler Uh appeal. Uh-uh. I well no. Uh, no I don't either. I will also fully admit that I root for a, a, an opposing football team than the that one we played for for years. So that has something to do with it too. I don't even actually root for a, a football team, and you feel the same way, and I feel the same way. Yeah, I just feel like he's always like do. Yeah, <laughs> some ladies like that. I, yeah, I don't know. I think people talk themselves into what they think they want to a lot. You know, he's a pro oh, athlete. Sure. He's a yeah. he's a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. That's so cool to date him. And then you're like, great, but I actually really have to date him. And then I'm married to him. And Chloe Kardashian figured that out the wrong way. Chloe right? has figured it out a couple of times. Or yeah. should have anyway. Speaking of the Kardashians, Scott Disick is partying with the Kardashians after his breakup from Sophia Richie. Oh. So that's what he's doing. I don't know I, if you should just even be partying. To be partying? Isn't Why are that we partying? The deal? What's going on? I mean, for a hundred reasons. Sophia, Richie, and Scott Disick broke up after nearly three years together. Scott had gone back to his old ways, and Sophia got fed up. He's a man boy, oh, and always has been. And and I think that yes. is the biggest complaint that Courtney has had about him. Yeah, and Courtney's relationship with him was apparently a problem for Sophia Richie. That. Courtney and okay, Scott see, are well, very close. Well, they have three kids see, that's together. That's like a, there's an, an immaturity issue there. Yes. Right? But it's also that like Sophia Richie, who's 21, 
Right. Doesn't want to be partying as much as her 37 year old boyfriend who's a father of three. Yeah. Like that means that he's a man boy. Yeah. If the 21 year old isn't interested in partying as much as you were, I mean, think about what you guys were doing when you were were 21. I was at my peak of partying time. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I could never keep up with my. 21 year old self oh my god i can't even dream about it no if i behaved for one day like i behaved oh, when i was 21 it would take me three weeks to recover, to recover. Yes, for sure 100 percent. no and then the anxiety that would come from Oof. behaving that way would nope. last for like three months can't the, even talk about the it. um calls you would have to make afterward what did i do last? Oh. what did i do i don't remember i'm so sorry nope Carrie Underwood nope. said um, she did not want children at first. She said, I was never good with other people's kids. She's probably like a lot of people who say, I only like my own kids. Yeah. I don't really well, like other I mean, people's kids. That's I, yeah, I don't know that anybody's really all that great with other people's kids, right? Because you don't know them like you then end up knowing your own. Yeah. So I get it. There you go. Elizabeth right. Reese, thank you for the Thanks, dirt friends. alert. We'll check in Thanks, again Elizabeth. tomorrow. Uh, we need somebody to play. Nope, we don't. We don't. No. We are not playing the 30 Second Pop Culture Challenge because we are checking in with Chris Eggert when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. We're going to take another break from uh, the Hollywood gossip because uh, our friend Chris Eggert from Five Eyewitness News is joining us uh, on location. This is the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer. Hello. And Chris Eggert, thank you for joining us. Hi Chris. Hi Colleen, how hi Bradley, how are you guys? Um, you know it's a tough day, and I know that you know that firsthand because you have been covering uh, the riots that took place in South Minneapolis along Lake Street. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a weird day. It's. A, it's obviously a tough day. I don't think anybody ever wanted to see our our city in the shape that it is right mm-hmm. now, and nobody wants to look up and see the national news and the international news talking about what's happening in the Twin Cities. I mean, it's. It, unbelievable, and and we started probably about four thirty this morning. Um, everything along Lake Street in the Hiawatha area, sort of the epicenter where everything was happening, it wasn't safe at that particular moment. And so we kind of started in the uptown area, mm-hmm. and even to see businesses in uptown, you know, the Apple Store, Thurston's Jewelers, several businesses there that had the windows knocked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, several miles from kind of where the main uh, main riding was going down uh, and then we just kept heading east on lake street and it just got more and more and more unbelievable when you're talking you know i i have to estimate at least 50 plus businesses hmm. with windows knocked out and stuff had been taken from the inside and, and then and that's not even taking into account all the fires and all the buildings that burned down too it, it's still it's just unbelievable it's heartbreaking and you know chris um i struggle because like you know i don't want to do that thing that we have a tendency to do as human beings and go oh you know this is my neighborhood but but it is this has always been my backyard and one of the things that i've always loved about lake street i have said this forever if you want to really experience the cross-section of culture in the in the Twin Cities, in Minneapolis specifically, drive from one end of Lake Street down to the other end of Lake Street because you will see all kinds of different 
everything from a, a mom and pop shop to, you know, uh, there are chain restaurants, there are chain pharmacies, but then you see the mom and pop pharmacies and you see the mom and pop restaurants and you see all the different cultures as you drive from one end to the other. You get a feel for what kind of makes up the fabric of Minneapolis. And so to have that be the place where this is all happening, um, it just, it's like it's ripped through Minneapolis. I, I That is such a good way to put that. And I've always felt that way about Lake Street. It is it is so vibrant. It is so alive. And there is always so much going on along Lake Street. And, and all these businesses, and think about how these businesses were already struggling right. with the virus and everything that's going on. And, and now you look and you see the windows knocked out and you see these folks uh, who are going to have to try to start over from, you know, I won't say from scratch. A lot of the structures themselves are still there, but you know, the Chicago Lake street liquor store right there, big main right in the middle there across from midtown global market. I mean, they got ransacked. They just did a bunch of remodeling there and they didn't even appear to have a lot of structural damage, Mm -hmm. but the owners there said it's going to be, several days if not a week before before they can get reopened i mean that's just this is one example of of the businesses that have been hit so chris i have a question it's easy to see like the physical scars of this moment happening and and you know we're drawn to pictures and that's why the news is and and um, what you folks are doing is so important but you also have probably gotten a sense of the scars that you know are internal meaning you've had a chance to talk to some people along lake street as you went were there any, um, or actually, I guess I don't know, were you able to talk to anyone along Lake Street? And if so, what kind of conversations were you having? Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Bradley, because that is what, it. it's easy to kind of get distracted by seeing the, the damage and destruction and move away from George Floyd's death and move away from why people are feeling the way they're feeling. Mm-hmm. We were standing out in front of... Uh, Chicago Lake Liquors there, and we talked to a young man. His name was Walid Muhammad, South Minneapolis. He's, you know, he says his family's from Somalia, but he's born and raised in South Minneapolis. This is this is his home, and we talked to him probably for a good ten minutes about why he feels the way he feels and why he feels that this community, um, city of Minneapolis, continues to turn a blind eye to the the needs of the minority community. And, you know, I asked him if, if he felt that was justification for people to, to loot businesses and to burn things down. And he said, absolutely not. And he goes, you know, I think that's deplorable, but, but people need to understand that what happened here in the last 24 hours is something that has been bubbling under the surface for years and years and years and at times, as we've seen, it does it does explode. And in this particular case, over the last 24 hours, um, we've never seen anything like this. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm wondering if you can tell us, Chris, uh, today now in the daylight as we've made it through um, what was really, truly a long and difficult night. And I will say, you know, you said you were on the scene at 4.30 a.m. That's right about when I woke up. And recognized that, you know, that, that the things that I had put my head on the pillow 
that were happening when I put my head on the pillow were still going on. And I, uh, and I, and I dug deep into see kind of where we were as we woke up this morning. But can you tell us now in the light of day, as the day is sort of shaping up, how are our community members coming out to help? Are there, um, ways that people are kind of coming together on the streets to try to put some order back? There are their business own individual business owners. I would say probably about seven thirty in the morning when a majority of what I could tell a majority of the crowds had pretty much dispersed. Mm-hmm. That's when you saw these small mom and pop shops and their friends and family gathering with brooms and and cardboard boxes to be able to gather up the pieces of glass and card um you know, putting up plywood to try to protect their storefronts. And that's when you really saw people. Yeah, I saw a guy just walking around picking up garbage in the back lot mm. behind his business. And so that that's definitely um, that's definitely going on. But I mean, it, it it's pretty daunting thinking about the amount of of cleanup that's going to have to happen. I mean, it it's pretty overwhelming. I, I've I've been in the television business for 25 years and lived a lot of places and seen a lot of things. I, I've never quite seen anything like the aftermath of, of what happened. And no doubt um, there will continue to be stories for you guys to cover. And you guys have been on it from the beginning. And um, is there anything you can give us a heads up about in terms of what we should expect today? I know I saw there was a press conference earlier with the mayor and, and city officials. Is there anything else we should alert our listeners to, to make sure they pay special attention to KSTP? Uh, well, I would just say at the from just a logist a logistical logistical standpoint from being down there, I wouldn't. I know that there's a lot of people's urge to go down there and take pictures and see what's left. I, I would just try to avoid the area. There are a lot of people down there mm-hmm. who are, you know, down there looking at it and and posing. And you've got street lights out. You've got power out. Um, it's just not a it's and and, and, and not there's the going to be some volatility there too because the the third police precinct is right there. I would just I would avoid it at all costs. Yeah. I, I think the next step is we're waiting now to hear when the national guard comes in and what happens today. Yeah. Well, Chris Eggert, thank you so much for joining us and giving um, your perspective uh, as a person who was, you know, right there reporting as early as 4.30 this morning. Um, and we will just encourage everybody to stay tuned to 5 Eyewitness News for, for updates throughout the day. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for taking time to join us. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And, you know, th- what you can do is keep talking about it. You yep. got to talk about it. Yep. Thank when you. we stop talking about it, that's 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 when, when it's it bad. bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Thank Eggert, you, Chris. Five Eyewitness News. Um, yeah. That just was so helpful. Well, it really was helpful. And I'll be really honest. Uh, I that is a route that is a potential route in my life uh, when I travel places. Um, and it is good to know. Oh, there are mornings when I, because I, I love Minnehaha, that stretch, the street. Minnehaha Avenue. Uh, mm-hmm. Avenue. Um, going down that stretch of Minnehaha, mm-hmm. I cross over 38th to Minnehaha, which mm-hmm. I haven't done that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't even want to go anywhere near that. Yeah. And I will tell you, I had to cross Lake Street today to get to work. And I saw people walking, um, taking pictures. And it's just, it's it's so surreal. And you want to roll down your window and, 
and say, I mean, what there's are you so doing? much emotion right now. I'm not sure where my emotions are mm-hmm. coming from, but you know, part of me just wants to yell, uh, roll out the roll down the window and yell, get out of here. You yeah. know, like let people heal after you know a long night and and prepare because again, I don't think. We've seen the end of this story. We absolutely have not. And, and um, you know, I think once again, it's important to maintain and hold the focus of um, the death of George Floyd. That well, that yeah. is that is the that is the most important thing to be focused on, but also hold space for the people who have lost businesses for, uh, you know, the fact that that intersection of. Lake Street and Hiawatha and Minnehaha Avenue, that area, is a is a hub. That is a transit hub. There are multiple, were multiple grocery stores there. I was going to say, it's a transit hub in a place that is r- very resource heavy for mm-hmm. people who are not resourced. So mm-hmm. it's the one place people can go and access a bunch of different services. And if you don't, if you have a car and you live a certain distance from a dense metro area, you may not appreciate how important it is. Mm-hmm. And you may think it's a big city. There's grocery stores everywhere. Well, if you don't have a car and a transit line only runs um, you know, in one direction, and by the way, many of those transit lines have now been disrupted, those folks have critical needs that they're not able to meet. And remember, this is in the midst of a global pandemic when already those resources were um, taxed. Yeah. Um, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we're going to make that weird, awkward turn again. That sound you hear is the sound of us trying to turn the corner. It's you guys <laughs> bear it's like with turning us. the corner in my old Ford LTD. Oh, I used to have a, yes, I used to have a car that didn't have power steering. And that's yeah. what this is and feeling like. Turn, like. Just Yay, like, turn, we're turn. the dang wheel in that old mobile fear station yeah. wagon. Yeah. Oh. Sh- we're turning, we're turning. We're going to get to some of that Hollywood gossip that, that we do uh, here on the Colleen and Bradley show. We're going to talk about a publationship or two. What's a publationship? A relationship for publicity. And we recognize how completely frivolous this is, but we're going to do it anyway after yes, this we are. on My Talk 1071. Oh, man. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. <laughs> Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, and uh, we made the awkward turn before the break so we can just get right into talking about a publicationship. What's a publicationship? It's a relationship for publicity. And uh, we're going to talk specifically. About a couple of those. One that we call a flarmus. Yes, a flarmus alarmus. Like a condition. Right? Uh, I gotta get my aflarmus looked at. Ring your aflarmus. Ring the aflarmus. <laughs> um, and we need to. Aflarmus is just a anadiarmus and a Ben Affleck. Now, this is a publationship that's been relatively new. Right within the last year, these two have been hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Affleck. Like within the last like month. They've been, uh, well, they maybe have been going out more in public, but they've been together for a while, haven't oh, they? Oh, I don't know. Anyway. I guess I wasn't paying attention. Anna Diarmas and uh, Ben Affleck have been hanging out a lot, and especially in the time of lockdown, we've seen a lot of them. Uh, most notably, you'll remember, we saw them forgetting their keys to their uh, home while they were walking the dog, and then they had to climb over their weird like front yard door that they had because they're trying to keep the paparazzi out, yet... They like to go outside to yeah. show 
the paparazzi themselves. <clears throat> so weird. I don't get it. Anyway, the reason we're talking about a florist today is because Ben Affleck, thanks to People News, wants you to know that he has a darker beard. What? It's true. <laughs> so the 47-year-old darker actor. Darker beard than what? Than before? Yeah. Than yeah, his no, he's girlfriend? dyed his beard. I mean, I don't understand. Hey, oh. Oh. No, he dyed his beard. He went the just for men route. And oh. People magazine was on it. Ben Affleck debuted a new look on his daily walk with girlfriend Ana Diarmas, a darker dyed beard. He had become uh famous for his salt and pepper scruff while social distancing, but he's decided to dye that beard a dark brown color. I mean, okay. It is weird, but it is weird to me that, like, this is a story. Oh. What? Sorry, when I scrolled down, I saw a picture of the two of them in a picturesque, like, I don't know, desert, mountainous location. Yeah, you can see her nipple. Exactly. Thank you. That's all. (laughs) Nipple. They are talking to people, obviously, right? Like, uh, you are so thirsty that you're like, hey. I'm going to dye my beard and then walk mm-hmm. outside. You want to write an article about they're it? They're literally talking to people. Magazine. Oh, yeah. Not so, human people. No, not human people. Well, people I mean, mag- well, insofar as they do have human people, I believe, at People Magazine. Yeah, but Barry, the lead guy, is about this article. It's not a spawn con for just for men beard stuff. Mm. It's a spawn con for his outfit. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Thank you for mentioning this because this is now the other thing that People Magazine does hand in glove with celebrities who are selling things as evidenced by the byline or the, the uh, that's not a byline, what do you call it? The uh, italics. Mm-hmm. Each product we feature has been independently selected and reviewed by our editorial team. If you make a purchase using the links included, we may earn a commission. That's a disclaimer. And the links thank you very much, are for uh, her dress, the Ivory Cura Tie-Dye Zimmerman? That That's must a be lot the of brand. Words. I don't know. It's uh, low stock. Zimmerman. Cura Tie-Dye <sighs> tie Detailed Broadery Anglaise Linen Mini Dress. Okay. $750. Hey. You know, what this also tells you, honestly, is that they supplied those designers they can't deny it <laughs> because they supplied it because supplied you don't you it. can't just look at a picture of somebody no, and like do the google search to find the very no, exact they sent them, dress that's why this is so hilarious it's to so me obvious and lazy that like they're like okay so we're gonna wear these outfits and then we're gonna go outside and we're gonna get pictures taken and um then we are gonna send a little press release Two people, and now I'm looking up to see who this Backgrid.com celebrity news agency is. I need to mm. dig a little bit deeper oh. on them, because they're the ones who provided the photos. Yeah, we'll be going deep in the shallow on that. Anyway, um, so then they do provide you with an insider who told people that the couple uh, are getting serious. Um, they've been well, social I mean, you can distancing. tell. You know, because they walk the dog together and they look longingly into each other's eyes. He colored his beard for her. That is so mm-hmm. weird, right? That is, I well, I mean, yeah. Oh, bless his heart. Like, why do you draw attention know. to that, old man? I mean, <laughs> also, why are you dyeing your beard? I can understand add some colors to your hair, man, but your beard? Well, what I don't, yeah, what I don't understand is why would you not do an all over color? You know, why? What, his pubes? No. <laughs> Same at the top of his head, too. Well, it's kind of dark. 
Yeah, but like he has gray in that. Yeah. To me, it just feels like don't all those things match? And if you put the focus on changing also, one of them, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Also, can we talk about how ugly that tracksuit is? They sell that and people buy it. I mean, that's it's ugly. That to me is homeware. The weird patch. I don't know. Oh, by the way, that yeah. sweatshirt probably costs about $200. No. Yeah. No. Yes. I'm not okay with that. I'm okay, serious. so the charcoal sweatpants. That is 100% true, and it's all sold out. You guys. The charcoal sweatpants are $156. You guys. Yeah, that outfit is the preferred outfit of man children of Venice Beach and everywhere. Can I just also say, that's... I want to be very clear. He's wearing a hoodie sweatshirt zip up with a t-shirt and then the pants. And that is a set. No, he's wearing, a, it's that which is vile. Never wear a set. That t-shirt, that, $83. Yeah, yep. and it's all from the same exact designer. Yeah. It's not like he picked that up off the floor to go for a walk. It's like that was supplied to him. He then supplied yes. the tablet. Oh my gosh, Nobody guys, does that. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your pop culture blind spot? Is there a TV show you've never watched, a movie you've never seen? 651-641-1071. What's your pop culture blind spot after this? Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old-fashioned. I'll have a margarita. Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever at bartesian.com bartender. Entertaining? The Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now, only at bartesian.com slash bartender. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash bartender for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at bartesian.com slash bartender.